0: Welcome to the Adam's Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry, Adam's Road. Every week we examine a chapter from the Bible and share music filled with God's Word. You can find our weekly content by searching Adam's Road Podcast on your podcast app. Let's start today by listening through Acts chapter 8, verses 5 through 12. Therefore, those who were scattered abroad went around preaching the Word, Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ. The multitudes listened with one accord to the things that were spoken by Philip when they heard and saw the signs which he did. For unclean spirits came out of many of those who had them. They came out crying with a loud voice. Many who had been paralyzed and lame were healed. There was great joy in that city. But there is a certain man Simon by name, who used to practice sorcery in the city, and amazed the people of Samaria, making himself out to be some great one, to whom they all listened, from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is that great power of God. They listened to him, because for a long time he had amazed them with his sorceries. But when they believed Philip preaching the good news concerning God's kingdom in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. All right, today we're continuing on here in Acts chapter 8, starting in verse 5. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ. Philip was one of the seven table servants chosen in Acts 6, full of the Spirit and of wisdom. Once again, like Stephen, we discover Philip's role in the church not just limited to serving tables but to the ministry of the word. Both Philip and Stephen humbly served tables and were later also given platforms to boldly preach the word. They seemed to have as much zeal to minister the word as any of the apostles. And God had certainly equipped and gifted them both to do so. So when Philip was chased out of Jerusalem, I think he was prudent in deciding to go to Samaria with the gospel. Maybe he had recalled that Jesus had already sown some seeds in Samaria. Remember from John 4 that many Samaritans came to believe that Jesus is the Savior of the world when He visited them during His earthly ministry. Jesus spoke with the Samaritan woman at Jacob's well, who then witnessed about Him throughout the town. John recounts in John chapter 4, verses 39-42, through 42. Many Samaritans from that town believed in Him because of the woman's testimony, He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with him, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world." Now Philip could go back there and follow up, so to speak, on what had taken place there with Jesus. He could give them updates, We can only imagine what he could have said to them who knows maybe something like remember this jesus who came to you he is indeed the savior of the world as many of you had professed but he saved us in an amazing and unexpected way you see he was innocent and blameless but he died on a cross for our sins he was dead and in the grave for three days and nights but on the third day he rose from the dead and then he visited many of us believers during a period of about 40 days before finally ascending to heaven. Anyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name and has eternal life. That's the good news and maybe those are the type of things Philip expounded upon as he maybe ran into many of those Samaritans who had already believed that Jesus was the Messiah. Moving on. The multitudes listened with one accord to the things that were spoken by Philip when they heard and saw the signs which he did For unclean spirits came out of many of those who had them. They came out crying with a loud voice. Many who had been paralyzed and lame were healed. There was great joy in that city. So it sounds like Philip was having some success in Samaria. He was telling them all about Christ and doing signs and miracles among them. And there was great joy in that city. Maybe the great joy for some was in coming to faith in Jesus for the first time, or maybe for others, who already believed in Jesus, their joy stemmed from the new things they were learning about Him, like how He had died for their sins and was raised from the dead. And maybe some also found joy in the physical and spiritual blessings that came from the signs and wonders Philip did in the power of the Holy Spirit. Moving on, starting in verse 9, But there was a certain man, Simon by name, who used to practice sorcery in the city, And amazed the people of Samaria, making himself out to be some great one, to whom they all listened from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is that great power of God. They listened to him, because for a long time he had amazed them with his sorceries. Do we know people like this today? The first thing that comes to mind for me are modern-day mediums. There are some famous mediums who have made quite a name for themselves considered to be great in the sight of their fans. They've exercised their abilities and gained fame by it. There are even TV shows about some of these guys. Celebrities flock to them for insight and to experience the miraculous. While some so-called mediums are probably just con men and frauds, I believe some of them may actually possess supernatural abilities. Scripture indicates that Satan can perform false signs and wonders through people. Scripture also strictly forbids consulting with spirits. But this is what mediums do. They consult spirits, which are just demons, and acquire information and abilities that make them seem pretty special. But we should avoid them in such activity at all costs. When you listen to someone who consults with spirits and take their advice in pursuit of a better life, you're actually allowing demons to have influence over and control you. We know from John 10 that the thief comes only to kill, steal, and destroy. You're going to reap a lot of trouble if you head down that path. We shouldn't direct our gaze towards the enemy of all righteousness or towards those who consult demons. We should direct our gaze towards the righteous one, Jesus, the only one who can bring us truly abundant life. Sometimes, being influenced by the evil one comes in a more subtle way than outright and openly consulting the medium. We ought to be on guard regarding to whom we give a platform of influence over our lives. Who do we spend our time following and listening to? Are they being influenced by Jesus or by the spirit of this world? How many of you have crossed paths with Simon-like characters in your own life? Maybe someone amazed you in some fleshly or perhaps even supernatural way. And as a result, you gave them more of a platform of influence over you than they actually deserved. Now let me say that we should obey and submit to our spiritual leaders in the church, men who have spoken to us the word of God. As we consider the results of their conduct, we imitate their faith as they follow Christ. This is what Hebrews 13 teaches. But if someone comes to you, wanting to usurp some sort of dominance, influence, or control over your life, beware and test all things against the veracity of God's Word. Often such people amaze in fleshly or even supernatural ways. But if you discern carefully, you'll find no real substance behind the show, no relationship with Jesus there, and no understanding and knowledge of the Scriptures. We have direct access to God in Christ as believers. Don't let someone get in the way of that. The people in Acts chapter 8 listened to Simon because of his sorceries. We should do the opposite. How many have begun a road down a dark path that started out with seemingly innocent inquiries? Don't be spellbound by what people can do and as a result begin to trust them. Trust Jesus alone and rely on his word. It's dangerous to be like the people who listen to Simon based on the sorceries he practiced. Some may be tempted to listen to mediums because they amaze with the supernatural. But God's word warns in Deuteronomy 13 that we are not ever to listen to the words of those who amaze with signs and wonders if they try to turn you to go after other gods. Nothing good will come from dabbling in that Simon-like sorcery nonsense. However it was done, whether by trickery or demonic intercession, Simon practiced sorcery to the amazement of people all over the town. He was famous for it. He likely loved the fame and attention this brought him, seeking glory that comes from men. Notice how far his admirers take it in describing him. This man is the great power of God. Not just that he had the power of God or made use of the power of God, but that he himself was the very power of God. (laughs) They were idolizing this guy as if he was God himself. You don't have to be a sorcerer or a medium, though, to be like Simon. How many people spend their time and efforts trying to amaze others to get praise and honor from them? People naturally yearn for attention, fame and admiration. Even inside of so-called Christianity, there are those who make it about themselves. And how great they are centering on self and ego is fallen man's natural inclination this is one of the beautiful gifts and challenges of being a christian is that we are called to die to self and live to christ for his kingdom purposes and glory not our own all right let's keep reading here from acts chapter 8 starting in verse 12. but when they believed philip preaching good news concerning God's kingdom in the name of Jesus Christ. They were baptized both men and women. Philip was the antithesis to Simon. He preached the good news about Jesus. It was all about Jesus. And so the people came to believe in Jesus. Their lives were changed for the better because of Jesus. And in response to his preaching, they got baptized.
1: In distress I cry out, I call upon the Lord. He readies me for battle, and trains my hands for war. In Him I take my refuge. He is my shield, the horn of my salvation.
2: The cords of death encompass me. Snares of sin confront me, but I Draw near to my God.
1: gospel of
2: peace Take up the Shields And blood against 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 the forces of the evil evil one. one. As a good soldier, wage a good good warfare. warfare with the armor
1: of God. We wrestle again. Cosmic powers over this present darkness, but Jesus.
0: That was Armor of God from the Adams Road album It's So Simple.
1: God's Son, of virgin, shall conceive. At His baptism, the voice of God said that He was well pleased. And when He was asked to give a sign to the entire crowd, He said the only sign they would receive was of Jonah now. That for three days and nights, He spent His time in the heart of the earth. Fancy foretold specifics about his approaching death
2: We are his witnesses And he's chosen us to go out like the
1: a high mountain His clothes turned intensely white And He told them again that the Son of Man would suffer much and then die We
2: are His witnesses and His chosen
1: the Word. Then He came to earth so He could dwell with us. And not every one of the things He's done has been written down. But these are written so you may believe in Jesus now.
0: That was four wins from the Adams Road album, Tongues of Fire. This is the Adams Road podcast, an outreach to the Christian music ministry Adams Road. You can learn more about us at AdamsRoadMinistry.com. Again, that's AdamsRoadMinistry.com. We release a new podcast episode every Saturday. Feel free to join us next week as we examine Acts chapter 8, verses 13 through 26. Grace and peace be with you all.